welcome to another episode of Gorilla Brain. Today we're going to be flip-flopping the topic from last week, which was shows that ended... Oh, shit, what was it, Sean? You fucked up! You fucked up! You fucked up! Uh, one's, <clears throat> last week was shows that ran for too long, and this episode, this week is shows that were cut down in the prime. Yep, cut down before their time. So, let's kick it off. We got a pretty long list here to get through. Let's start it off. We got Constantine, which originally aired on NBC. What a weird network for that to be on. That type of show, that type of content. I have no idea why NBC was like, hmm, Constantine, let's do that shit. When they were too afraid to even show him smoke. Yeah, yeah, they would put, he would put the cigarette in his mouth, but he would never light it up. I, I do, God. I will say, I will say this. I called that. I called from the get-go. It was an amazing show, and it did great, and I knew they were going to cancel. I told everybody, I'm like, it's just NBC. They just, it's not their kind of show. They they try to get in on, like, an easier superhero thing, or a comic thing, rather, and I, I knew it. I called it. You remember me saying it. I want cred. I called it. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely did call it. Uh, I just, NBC, just what a bad, bad choice. Uh, for Constantine, it, it's such adult content. I mean, it was on the Vertigo label. It wasn't even really DC. I mean, DC was the distributor, sure. But Vertigo, you know, those were adult-themed stories. And how it ended up on the national broadcasting, whatever the hell it is, whatever NBC stands for, <laughs> I, I have no idea. It just doesn't fit there. I, I don't know how they thought it was going to succeed, especially with the terrible time slot that it had. Well, what was it, Friday nights at like 9.30 or something like that, 9 o'clock? It was awful. I think so. And I think, wasn't it, it was it Thursday at one point in time, I think? I, I remember it because no, I always I, uh, recorded it, but it always had a bad, like an awkward-ass time slot. It might have started at a different time it, it, on a different day. It may have. But then they bumped it, it. They did move it. They moved it to Friday nights at like 9 o'clock. And like you think about it, right? Your prime demographic is, you know, people that are about maybe 16 to maybe 32, okay? What are 16 to 32-year-olds off doing on a Friday night, that late at night? Yeah, right. Nobody's home watching TV around then. Nobody's home. And so, then, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then with, with Constantine, before I forget on this one, not only did it, it was on a weird network, so then they obviously gets canceled, then they folded in the CW, and he popped up briefly in a flashback episode of Arrow that they did nothing with. Mm-hmm. And we did get that animated series and or movie. I have not watched it yet, but I heard good things. And I heard maybe he the character is going to end up on Legends of no, Tomorrow. No, he is on Legends of Tomorrow. He's, oh, cur- he's currently, yeah, he's currently on this season. Oh, which is such a shame. Legends of Tomorrow is the bargain bin of the CW superhero shows. When they have characters that people like, but CW doesn't know what to do with, that's kind of like the holding spot. Yeah, we covered that last week. Um, mm-hmm. But Constantine, it was such a good show. You know, it started off, it was real dark and gritty. I, I really enjoyed what they did with it. I thought that uh, the character uh, Ryan, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I thought it's actually he was- Matt Ryan in it. Yeah, I got a flip flop. Yeah, see, see that? See that we flip flop last week's episode and this week's episode. 
So now I'm flip-flopping names. So Matt Ryan, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his name. It's real simple. He's got a real simple name. He did it fantastic. He looked it, he walked it, and he talked it. I loved every bit of him as Constantine. He gets my two thumbs up for my favorite comic character in all of comics. Your Supermans, your Batmans, your Ironmans, all these mans. Constantine. John Constantine is my absolute favorite, period. And I thought that he completely knocked it out of the park. He's no Keanu. This is Constantine. John Constantine. Asshole. But unfortunately, it, the, the, the series builds and builds on this one premise, and then it doesn't deliver because it got canceled. Dead before its prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am glad that at least in this weird instance, the character was saved. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, that's one of the things you don't see too often, which is great because he's so good in the part and we all want to see more. But it, it just makes you wonder when, obviously, you know, he's got an animated feature at this time. He, he did the voice in the Justice League Dark animated movie. We all, all the fans love him as Constantine. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with all the Constantine books that are in circulation right now and the Justice League Dark stuff and the popularity of the character, makes you wonder why CW hasn't taken that and, and made a show with him or, I don't know, have him spin over with, uh, Supernatural. Like, it, it just seems like the potential for so much more than just being as part of Legends, which is, is just an okay show. Yeah, it's definitely a filler, like, hey, we have superheroes on TV on a Tuesday night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the the series was so good, and it, it broke my heart when they canceled it at episode 13. I Honestly, I think that if NBC wouldn't have picked it up, John Constantine would have been perfect for HBO. You think yeah. about that dark, gritty content. If you could take some of, like, Jamie Delano's stories, right, and... Or maybe Garth Ennis's stories. They would have been even better. Perfect for HBO. I'm telling you, it, it would have been a fucking even. Take Matt Ryan, okay? Put him in a show on HBO, and I bet you, it'll it'll be huge. It would have. It would have. Uh, you know, I would. I would have watched that. I would have loved to seen that because it's such, it's so much potential, and there's so much cool shit. HBO could have taken or taken. Taking that series and have been like, you know, here's, you know, HBO's Hellblazer, mm-hmm. you know, like Supernatural, but with, with with real guts, you know, a much better version of that. Like it, it could have been something truly special. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Speaking of special, though, there was a show that came on a few years ago, and it was called Almost Human. You remember this show? Oh, do I ever? You want to give the premise of this show? Uh, basically, yeah, Carl Urban, mm-hmm. who was, I think he was a cop. I can't remember if he was like a, a special kind of cop. I don't remember that part. He gets he, injured on the job. He was the human. He had the, he had the robotic leg. Yeah. He, he gets injured. He gets a robot leg. And in the future, all the cops, they team him up with these, uh, androids, mm-hmm. robots, whatever you want to call them. And he well, they're, gets, well, they're not, they're not Gundams. Yeah, no, sadly. <laughs> oh, that'd be, I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, so hey, call, call it Gundam and me. Yeah, you know, awesome stuff. But uh, oh, getting back on track here, 
he got the the like special uh robot partner, the one that had the like personality chip and his model was a little bit more unstable. It was a it was had, a, it was an older model. It was like an obsolete model that escaped because they destroyed all those models. Mhm. Which I can't remember the name which is said, but they had to pair him up with it because Carl Urban very awesomely Killed all his other robot parts. He would throw them out the, throw them into traffic, yeah. throw them in front of a bug, which is whatever. He hated those damn things. He would just smash them all the time. Mm-hmm. But then he, and, ended up, he ended up getting close to the to the humanoid android, like the um, it was the I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He hasn't really acted in much lately, but uh, no, he, he was really good. He was the dude from Barbershop. He was the he was the black dude with the with the uh, with the blue eyes. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember <laughs> his I know. name. But uh, the other cool thing about Almost Human is is it had a budget that, which is probably why the show got canceled, that felt like a movie. Like all the episodes felt and played almost like Minority Report meets Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got this great premise in this great world with Carl Urban, who's fantastic in literally everything he does. And, you know, they, they set up to some conspiracy stuff going on. And there's all these like tech crimes and all this really cool stuff going on, and they hinted this this like this behind the wall kind of thing, and you want to know what's going on back there, then the, the walled off part of the city, and you know I'm just got like some Judge Dread type shit. And of course it did. It's Carl Urban. Canceled. Never happens. Ah, and then he ends up as Judge Dread, hooks you again, and never get a part two. Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Poor Why does Carl the world Urban. hate me? The world hates Carl Urban. <laughs> I don't oh. think it hates you. You like Carl Urban, therefore you are tortured along with him. Oh. But, but you had uh you had brought up the budget, which you thought is why it got canceled. And I don't, I think maybe the money ran out because J.J. Abrams was producing this. J.J. Abrams was putting up his own money for this show. So I don't know how much, uh, who, who put it out? Was, was it Fox? It was Fox, unfortunately, the kings of canceling the good shit. Yeah, they got, they got a problem. They want these big elaborate shows and then they kick out all this money for them and then they cancel them because they kicked out all this money. Yet, I mean, yet, yet for some things like, uh, well, we can touch on it real quick. Terra Nova. Terra Nova was spectacular. And it had a huge, huge budget. And it had great viewership. But for some odd reason, they kicked it to the curb. They canceled it. Why? You were making money off of this show. So why cancel it? Makes no sense right? to me. They canceled. And yet, the trash ass series gifted. Sorry to all you fans. I tried. I just can't. That got a season two. Ugh. Hmm. Kills me. Yeah, uh, I haven't. I haven't really gone into the gifted yet. Uh, it's it's on the to do list. A don't. Very, it's a it's a very very Just long don't. list. Just don't. Literally don't. Don't don't go there. It's it's terrible. It's it's a little too family friendly. Like there's some cool effects in the show that kind of make it sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. But the show is almost lifetime quality. But it just the way they do family and drama, it's kind of like the CW would be better. I mean, I'd rather watch Supergirl 
than than this show than Gifted, and that should tell you everything you need to know. If you weren't 200 miles away, I'd smack you in the mouth for saying you'd rather watch Supergirl. I'm just letting I, you know that now. I would. I love the X universe, and I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I watched six or seven episodes of Gifted. I really tried, mm. and I can't. I, I can't watch that show. It, it's just not me. I mean, even even my sister, and you know, anybody who knows me is familiar with her. She bailed. I think I think it was her who watched, it. and even even she was like, "Yeah, I can't." Wow. Nope. That, it was that, it was saying a lot. Yeah, it was too Stacy for Stacy. Wow, that's incredible. I, I didn't yeah. think, I didn't think that type of show existed. I'm telling you, it it's just it terrible. I mean, maybe it got better. Maybe I, I bailed out of the the sixth episode, and episode seven's where it got good. I just yeah, anybody that watches it, if you enjoy it, you know, it make peace with it, whatever. I I can't. It was terrible. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. it. It stars uh Blank, who I really like, and I really like the actress that played her. And uh, was, was it Jamie Blank or, was it Blank or Blink? Blank. She teleports. Oh yeah, the and, one from uh, uh, Days of Futures Past, right? Yeah, I, okay. I even went out and got her first appearance. Well, actually, I think you got it for me. Um, You're welcome. Uh, in anticipation of wanting to like the show, I really thought it was going to be great, and yeah, I did not care for it. Hmm. And uh, maybe it got better. I don't know. I I did not like it. Well, speaking of a show that I, I couldn't really get into, I, I love the movies, but I just couldn't get into this was The Exorcist. But you you are a very big fan of this. You're a good advocate for this. So let let us yeah. know why you think that it should be continued on, and not canceled. So The Exorcist was one of those weird things that I, I know now a lot of horror franchises are getting TV shows for whatever reason, yeah. for, good or, for better or worse. And when I heard they were making an Exorcist TV show, I was one of the first people to be like, really? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on. Come on. Now. But then I watched the first episodes and I'm sitting there. I remember commenting thinking like, this is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Like it is a from from season one was a much more like just dark kind of story. Like it was really interesting. It really fit in, well, it's the, in the, it's the uh, fucking Exorcist, man. You want it to be a happy but, family comedy, but they actually did it like well. Like you know, you know, for being on TV, you'd think like maybe it wouldn't be you know as bad, but they did it really good, and they really hook you. And they go into more of the father and what he's doing and his group of people. And there's like a nun sect that do their kind of thing. And the, the way they portray demons and how they possess people. And it was shown in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between the, the great acting and the great effects and the great storytelling, you're really, really hooked. And after two seasons, you're, you're just left. No more. Sorry. Canceled. And it, it's not that expensive. The effects and the way they tell the story, it would be probably about as much as a supernatural episode, a normal one, not like, you know, one of the crazier ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so nothing really that extreme. It's just mostly just acting and some creepy shit here and there. I I think they could have did more. I, well, I think it was a wasted opportunity, and I believe it was Fox once again. Go Fox! Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, I, I remember there being something that popped up on one of my social medias. It was... Uh... One of my horror pages posted it. They did a, I didn't watch the show, but they did post the uh, clip of this was, um, they took a scene from, uh, Exorcist 3 with the, with the white nun, with the, the nun in all white running down the, like across the hallway really quick behind the girl. 
know what I'm talking about? Yep. I remember from Exorcist 3, but I don't remember if I saw that episode. I, I haven't finished season 2 yet. That scene's still pretty creepy, though. Like, like the girl's walking across the hallway, and then the, the nun with the spear behind her is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I... I will tell you this. For anybody that's interested in watching the show, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's really phenomenal. The entire series, every episode, is better than the entire movie of The Nun. Hands down, every time. Yeah, so, I recently just that. watched The Nun, so I'm going to take you at your word for it. I don't think it could get much worse than The Nun. So uh, The series is really good. I'm t- If you have, I think it's on Hulu, or it was, treat yourself. It's really uh, short. Yeah, it is still on Hulu. You're right. If you have Hulu and you're listening, when you're done listening to this, go watch an episode. Mm-hmm. And let me know what you think in the comments. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on it. Well, eventually I'll get around to watching it. It's on the list with the gift that I promise you. <laughs> uh, but sub- moving on to something that's not on my list because I have completed it is uh, Stargate Atlantis. Oh, another fantastic show. And right now, it's almost the perfect time for people to get into Stargate Atlantis because of the new, the hype right now and the fame of Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Momoa was in it for, when did he come in? Uh, mid-season two. two. Yeah, mid-season two, right? I think so. And he was my favorite character of that show. Ronan. He was, he was so, so very cool, which he's always cool, but... He's phenomenal in the show. He's so cool. Oh, such a great show. It was a spinoff of SG-1, but like a good spinoff. Like it, you didn't feel like like it was cheap and you felt like it made sense because they're exploring the universe and this was a, a different universe, basically. And the whole no, it was, team... No, it wasn't a different universe. It was a different galaxy. It was the well, Pegasus galaxy. Uh, you we're, in the, we're in the Milky Way galaxy. They're in the Pegasus galaxy. I'm currently in the Samsung Galaxy. Ah, I see what you did there. Good plug. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the entire casting of SG-1, like every character you liked. I mean, for a while it had um, it had Tilk in it for a second. Uh, Shepard was awesome. Uh, I love Shepard. Second favorite character in the show. I wish he would have did more stuff. I really like the actor. Mm-hmm. Carter was in it. Uh, I mean, it had, it had throwbacks to SG-1, and it kind of interwove. You know, uh, you would have to watch SG-1, especially during the Ori. Um, you watch SG-1, and then uh, when did they come on? SG-1 came on on Wednesdays, and uh, Atlantis came on on Fridays, I want to say it was. I think I can't remember that far back. Um, so you would watch SG-1, and then it would interweave and have something to do with Atlantis, because they would sometimes help each other back and forth. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's not like Legends of Tomorrow where it's just like spin-off filler, whatever. SG-1 was its own thing, its own bad, uh, big bads, um, their own you know species. Um, yeah, Atlantis was basically a full-fledged show. It was kind of like how uh, the Star Trek series used to do it. And, you know, like you were saying, that you had your own villains, you had your own threat. And though they would occasionally cross over with SG-1, I still believe, for the most part, you don't have to. Wa- you don't necessarily have to watch SG One to enjoy this show. I don't know why you wouldn't. They're both phenomenal, but Atlantis is is really good, and it's just it's another one of those ones that you really get into. You're really having a great time. There's so many likable characters. You know, the the cast is as good as SG One. You like everyone there, and you're just 
left. It just they they unfortunately canceled it to do a show called Stargate Universe. Don't talk about that. Which you can go ahead and miss. You can go ahead and pass on that. It's ew. There's there's nothing there for you. It's it's a disgusting disgrace to Stargate. There is a lot of talented people that I like in Universe. There's some really good actors in there. And they do nothing. It's their talent is wasted. The whole show is nothing. Exactly. They don't they don't do a fucking thing. But uh if you ever want to watch that show, just just watch uh Star Trek Voyager. They just fucking it's float the in same space. premise done better. Trying to conserve air. Oh, yeah, they're just trying to get the hyperdrive fixed. This uh Fuck. It was the equivalent of taking a wrong turn and being lost for a while. So they're just lost, picking up oh. supplies. I don't know how they fucked it up. And the budget was even more than SG-1 in uh, Atlantis. How does that uh, How does that even... How is that possible? And the worst part is, unlike Atlantis, that had really cool villains in the Wraith, who were basically awesome-ass space vampires. And the replicators. The and the replicators. The villains in Universe were more or less the bad guys from Mars Attacks, but one one-hundredth of the fun. Fucking hated Universe. Oh my God, I'd rather watch the Stargate cartoon. Yeah, uh, that's probably there's more fun there. Let that sink in. You know how bad that was. Oh, that was terrible. But that, that was uh, really bad. But back to Atlantis. Um, as much as I'd love to just shit on Universe all day, um, oh. Atlantis. It it kind of they got word that they were going to end it, so they kind of rushed the ending a little bit, and it it kind of had a conclusion, so it didn't feel like it was just cut off and left in oblivion, but. Yeah, they do. They did. They did manage to end it well enough that you won't feel. You won't be. You're not going to feel incomplete for the most part. Yeah. So they they did do that, but they definitely you definitely want it more because if you watch these shows and you watch SG One all the way through and then watch Atlantis and the way all these shows work very much like uh, Farscape, you're kind of like getting to know the characters as the seasons go along, and by the time you get to the end where it's over, you're just like. You feel like you just started. Like you don't, you don't want it to end. You want more. You want to go back out there. You want to fight more. It's it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. Now we had said earlier that you don't have to watch SG One in order to understand Atlantis or to enjoy Atlantis, but it helps a little bit to like build up some of the people that we meet, like um, you know, like the ancient technology. You know, you don't you're not going to know what what the ancients are unless you watch SG One. You know, if you if you just jump right into Atlantis, you're just going to be like you're going to have a whole bunch of information all at once, and it might confuse you. So, it's kind of like watching the Avengers without watching the uh, the, the what is it five films build up. Like you can, right. but you're missing so much of the story. Right. I would I would definitely recommend SG One first, but I mean, ten seasons is a little little daunting at twenty two episodes a pop. That's a so, lot of lot a lot a lot of hours. Trust me, but, I had I had to go unemployed to finish it. <laughs> uh, me and and Ray have both completed the run what twice, three, four times. Uh, twice for me for SG One, three times for Atlantis. I've done I've done Atlantis three times and I've done SG One three times. Although the first three seasons I've actually done four times because for a while I only owned the first three seasons, and uh, both SG One and Atlantis. They both get better as they go along because the budget went up a little bit more. And with Atlantis, like you, you get to see more of the Wraith, and they're so cool. And it's sort of our fault that they're up, so it's even better. It's a great dynamic that they're kind of awake and doing their thing because we fucked up. 
You know what else I liked about Atlantis was uh, I just thought about it. Jason um, Momoa. Jason Momoa was fantastic. Yes, he was. Ronan was badass, especially when him and Teal were sparring. Now that's some good shit. And then they were competing like that whole episode. It's just fucking great. But anyway, is uh, you know, we have the ancient technology. We're on their, you know, their vessel. The Atlantis is theirs. But it, but we're limited to what we can do. So it's not like we're all powerful around the galaxy. We're actually quite crippled. You yeah, know what I mean? the the first season, I think, what was it ten percent worked? We had like a room and a couple of shuttle bays, and that's it. Like we were yeah. in this big base that was basically turned off. Yeah, I mean, the first like couple episodes, we're trying to get the damn power back on. I mean, you know, so you know, we have all this technology, but we can't use it all. No, just thought that and- was kind of cool. It's far enough away from home because they have this, like, gate systems they have to go through to do it that they couldn't always, and I think for a good chunks of time we can't, just call for help for more supplies. So we had to explore the universe while we're there. So it really had some very interesting dynamics going on. Yeah, we didn't have the power to call Earth. Eventually, eventually we did, but it, it was very limited to when we could do it. But, um... All right, let's stick in the sci-fi realm. Let's move on from Atlantis. Let's stick in the sci-fi realm. And this is a fan favorite show that a lot of people would say that it ended way, way too soon. One season. One season only. But this one season is legendary amongst the sci-fi community. And that would be Firefly. Joss Whedon's Firefly. Another really good show that I am a little, I, I will admit, It's been too long for me, so I can't go into that one that detailed. I mean, we did get Serenity. We did get a movie later on. Not his name. uh, No. Uh, Well, you also got a comic series out of it, too, but it doesn't – it's not the same thing. And we're, you know, still basically focusing on shows that we want more show. I mean, comics is very nice, but, you know, sometimes you just want more TV. There's also been a lot of fan fiction um, continuing on with the story. It blew my mind how much is actually out there. It's, I mean, there's like books and books and books of fan fiction, like taking this story to all different places. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was a great show. Like like you said, it's been a while for me. It's a little fuzzy, but I at least wanted to acknowledge that it's one of those shows that ended way too soon. I mean, you love every character. You yeah, love you love the story. Sci-fi. For some reason, sci-fi just, they're really good at getting a great cast of characters that you're spending a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. And with like Firefly and, and like Atlantis and like SG-1 and some others, you just, all the characters are great and they all bring their own thing to the table and you know, you want to hang out with that group. It's just, it's just one of them things. Yeah. There's also um, a group of characters that were in the sixties. Can you remember back in the sixties, Sean? Uh, not as well as I used to, but yeah, I, I do remember. All right, well, let's get into the, in the uh, DeLorean, and then we'll just kick it to 85 miles an hour, and we'll go back to 1966, and that would be Batman, the the Batman 66 show that was on. It ended after only three seasons. The budget ran out, and the studio just said, and eh, we're done here. Yeah, and I think, wasn't, didn't they say something like camp was starting to become not as popular? Uh, yeah, essentially the Batman TV show killed off the comic character because then he was like not dark and, well, he was never really dark and broody until Frank Miller came along. But I mean, like, it was more campy in the comics 
it, it became more of a comedy fest and the fans didn't like it. So they stopped buying the comics. Sales slumped. That added to Batman 66 being canceled. Yeah, it was, uh, we never got Two-Face. We did eventually get two more animated features, which I believe one was the last one Adam West did. Which, well, uh, well, you think about this, though. <laughs> Two-Face was just like a, a random pop-up character for a long, long time. When did he become popular? Batman the Animated Series? Uh, Even at that, he's not even in that that often, if you think about it. Well, that's true, but he gained popularity through that show, right? Yeah, it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean... Two Face would pop up every every couple of years, if that. I mean, he wasn't a big part of the Batman mythos. He is now, but back then, not so much. True, and they did do a lot of great uh, villains, like Mister Freeze. Thanks to that show, Mister Freeze is Mister Freeze instead of Mister Zero. True, but in Batman sixty six, do you remember? Because you're talking about all these great villains. Do you remember the the Robin Hood type characters? That were like robbing all the rich people to give back to the poor. I did. I do not remember that episode. I haven't watched uh, season two. All the episodes. Yeah, season two, episode one. Is it the first episode that I'm that I have seen that one? I just don't remember it. It's like something in his Merry Men or something like that. It's like these. Just, just watch it. It's quite awful. Oh well, you mean we're uh, Robin? As bad as when Robin gets defeated by a cat. They throw a cat at him. Catwoman's cat attacks him. He just kind of falls over. That's one scene. This is this is this is two episodes that are just awful. Oh. Just just go go back and watch them. Load up load up your voodoo when we get off of here, and just go watch them two episodes because they are something magic. Those are something oh. like I would need a couple you know shots and a a big eight ball to enjoy. Oh. Yeah, it, it's quite it's quite awful. Well, even even a great show such as Batman's got a few duds. Because, I mean, sure, that episode is probably terrible, so much so that I'll almost definitely be watching it after this. But yeah. they had the great Mr. Freeze episode, which was like a mini Bond movie. I love that episode. I've seen it the most amount of times. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also went through, like, what, three Catwomen? Three Catwomen, and, and, and they had the most ridiculous riddles Ever. Because no one would ever figure them out. Ever. That's true. But Batman and, and Robin were always on the, on the case. They yeah. knew. They knew. Well, that's that's why they're the Cape Crusaders, and we're not. I know. But those riddles were just, they didn't make any sense. But Batman and Robin always knew. And it was it was such campy fun, and you know just the things they did. I would have loved to see you know, where it would have went in a couple more seasons. Maybe budget get a little bit more. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. Even if you know, even if that or revived it, maybe like ten years later, yeah, catch it, up with them with a different style. I, I would have loved to see where they could have taken it. But if you watch season three, if you ever go back and watch season three, it's um, it's so low budget. Like you can tell that it got cut. You you could just absolutely tell. Oh, you mean like uh, Tales from the Crypt style, just where everything ugh. where everything's like shot in a warehouse. Like it, yeah, it's, it's quite awful. Ugh. That's a damn shame. Yeah, I, I know you probably you probably watch what season one the most, same as me. Yeah, I watch. I I I both them all, but I always watch, I go through season one and two, and then I get off track, and then I'll come back and I start at season one again. I just I, season three is just so and uh, yeah yeah and. that's the best way you can describe it is and which which I know it's weird because it's on a show we wish we had more of yeah but for but, this one I wish I had more of 
with that same budget, so I got that same quality. Yeah, <clears throat> but old campy Bat- uh, Batman, it's, it's just a warm, fuzzy feeling in your gut. Like, it makes you happy to watch it, even if it's bad. Like, I could go it, watch that fucking Robin Hood episode and just laugh my ass off because it's so bad. I love it. You're I need, I need more. yourself. I need more. Oh, Batman. Uh, let's move on from Batman. Now, this show, not a lot of people will remember this show. If you were a gamer in the 90s, you might remember this show. It came on TNT late at night. I think it came on after uh, WCW Monday Nitro. So, I so, so you're did. talking about 11 o'clock at night. So you probably don't remember. Now, me, being a wrestling fan, I watch Nitro every week, so I got to see it. Mortal Kombat Conquest. Oh, another really cool show. Uh, if you like um, martial arts and you're really into the, the Mortal Kombat mythology, both, I thought, were handled really well. <clears throat> Obviously, some of it's a little dated now, but it's still more than enjoyable. The fight scene is really good. Uh, a really, really young Kristana Loken mm. would end up being the Terminator in T3. And and then uh, one would become, uh, what was his name? Uh, what was his name, Sean? It is the taller Daniel... Guy. Daniel, I usually know his last name. Uh, he would end up, he played Ciro, and yeah, Ciro, he would end up name. being the agent in Matrix Reloaded. He also took over in the director video Bloodsports. He, he pops up in a lot of stuff because he's a, he's a mostly a stunt actor, mm-hmm. but he was really great in these film, in the series. Um, they had a really good rating and a good, good Shang Tsung. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Good Shao Kahn, too. Yeah, it, it had this, this great vibe to it. Like they really got into it and, and to all the mythology and it left you in the most like fucked place of any show almost. Everybody was dead. Yeah. I, they, they found out they got canceled. So they decided screw it and they kill off every single cast member, even the good, good ones, bad ones. Everyone pretty much dies. Uh, it was just Raiden. Raiden. Yeah. I was going to say Raiden was left, right? Like Raiden the left. Raiden's left on his knees. Was it and Ra- that's where Raiden you're left. And, Raiden and Quan Chi, right? Those were the only uh, two left? I don't remember a Quan Chi. I think, I know Raiden was, but I think that might have been it. Damn. I know he killed Shang Tsung. Uh, I want to say Quan Chi was left at the end, but I could be wrong. They might have killed, I mean, I know they killed pretty much everybody. Kong yeah, Lao died. I mean, everybody died. It's been a minute, and I have not uh, watched the DVD set that I recently purchased. I haven't, I haven't gone through that yet. You know what's awesome about that show, though, is that it gave you a lot of everybody, right? You had Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Kung Lao. I mean, you had Raiden. You had so many characters from Mortal Kombat all in this show. And, it was and awesome. I, even, I even liked the new characters, Ciro and Taja, which were Kristana Loken and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um but they also, I thought they also made some of them more interesting. Like, uh, the reptile. They, they had a whole race of them and he, they were trying to breed them with the different combatants to make them even more powerful. And I thought that was cool. And then you got the sub-zero aspect mm-hmm. and, you know, the sorcerers plotting and, and there was just all these different factions. It was kind of like a much more toned down, like Game of Thrones kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. you had all the different factions doing betraying each other and you know you got the emperor and his guys and Shang Tsung's guys and Quan Chi's guys and everybody's trying to outdo the other guy yeah and I thought for its time I thought the fight scenes were great and I thought they were cool 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I missed the show. I mean, I, just the way it left you hanging was just kind of fucked up. Cause you're like, well, in season two, they're all going to come back, right? Nah, there is no season two. Uh huh. So yep. you, what you get is what you get. So, but I remember the core, uh, the choreography was really good. The, uh, it built on the Mortal Kombat mythos really well. Um, a lot of characters from the games that you'll recognize. Uh, so it's not just all new characters with a Mortal Kombat label. Um, and if you're a fan of the, of the series, which I was, and especially the mythology, because Mortal Kombat's always had really, really good mythology, you, you really should treat yourself. Like I said, I, it's been a minute and I'm sure some of it's a little dated, but if you give it a fair chance, I think you'll enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, something I really enjoyed in the nineties. Let's just stay in the nineties for a little while. Uh, came on HBO. The one place that they could pull this shit off, and that was Spawn the Animated Series. Oh, such a, a fantastically good show. And I actually kind of hated the fact um, that the DVDs, I think it is, they don't have the commentary. He used to come out and uh, talk a little bit before each episode. It was so, so good and so dark. Like, there was none of that watered-down crap now, how they try to make out animated was it McFarlane? I can't remember now because it's not. There's no way to view it. But he would have like he would say like a little piece sometimes. Was it McFarlane? I think it was. It's just been too long. Like I said, the DVDs don't have it. The DVDs it goes right into it. And like um, it was so cool because it almost, for the most part, it follows pretty close to the comics. Or at least for the oh, most yeah. part. Oh yeah. But it was, I just, I love the fact that as a, as a kid, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen because they, they don't water it down. You don't you you know, didn't get cartoons like that when we were growing up, buddy. You know, you, you, you got, don't now for the most part. Uh, I mean, you got characters fucking, yeah, <laughs> like, like Chapel's fucking that girl. And he's like, oh, God. oh, ow. And I'm just like, okay, kind of weird. But you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. Oh, man. There's so much just 90s. I mean, just the the blood and the gore and the violence and the, overkill like, ripped off a bum's arm and wrote a message on the wall in his blood. You ain't gonna see that in no fucking Thundercats episode. Thunder, 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 Thundercats! Oh! Nope. That's what's so great about Spawn. Like I was saying, they they didn't. You got it. You you know, if you like the book and you wanted it raw and and all that, you're getting it. There's no other way to do it. It's Spawn. You you can't water the shit down. You you got a very diehard audience, especially in the '90s when Spawn was still hot. He's just now getting hot again because they announced uh, a movie, another movie. Yippee yippee. Um, yeah, the movie was PG-13. That's what happens when you water Spawn down. No 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 not not that movie. The the one with Jamie Foxx that's coming out. It's a legend. I'll I'll believe it when we're in the trailer phase. Because yeah. you know how that goes. I've heard talks before, and I hope it does, because I know McFarland's heavily involved. And I hope it does. I really hope it does. And I know there's the AMC, I think it's AMC, the Sam and Twitch series that's allegedly in development. One with uh, Kevin Smith attached to it? Exactly. I hope all of it happens. I really do. But until I see a trailer... I know better than to get my hopes up because in this day of superhero stuff and comic stuff, they're announcing shit and and shit's going on left and right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
when we got a trailer, we'll read it. We'll revisit this. You know, one day we're just going to go on Twitter or Instagram or, or something and we're going to see it. Todd McFarlane announces and there'll be a trailer for it. Spawn season four for the animated series. And we're just going to lose our fucking minds. I would. I know people have been asking him over the years. I would be happy with a movie. Yeah. Because the way it all up, man, it built up, it built up and built up to the holy war between heaven and hell and no payoff. You know, you got Angela, Cagliostro, you know, they're all involved, but no payoff. Like it's, it's going down, but it ends canceled. And Jason Wynn gets that little demon mask thing and he flips out and runs off and we don't follow that at all. And, I mean, I know we'll never get a payoff with Angela because they can't do that anymore, but everything else, you know, Angela's sister, you know, something. Now, I got a question, though. On Blu-ray, you can get season one, but not two and three. Now, I want to say that it's because Angela's kind of heavily featured in two and three, but she's also in season one. I honestly, I think it's just because the sales didn't do that well, or maybe okay. they just didn't feel like it because the season one was a 10th anniversary thing. Mm-hmm. And I, instead of doing a complete series, I guess HBO just wanted to test the waters, you know, and sadly, I mean, if it would have came out right now, I think it would have been hot because Spawn is, like you said earlier, is doing really good right now. He's really big. Number one is up to a $20 book. I mean, finally, it's it's doing things, so I kind of hope they retry because I think if they did a complete series on Blu-ray, I know it would sell. At the very least, I'd buy one. Oh, no doubt about it, man. But the animation was so crisp and gritty, and it, it was just perfect in a lot of ways. I just wow, just thinking That's about it now it just blows my mind. It had this very cool style, and it, there's even a documentary about it called uh, "It's Like Anime, Animation, and Spawn." And Spawn took those things from both anime from you know Japan and animation from us, and it blended it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. It is literally, to my knowledge, one of the best examples of watching a comic come off the page. Like it, it's such a good time. Yeah, it really captured the feel of the books too. Oh, I would, I would be happy to see more. And honestly, if not Spawn, I would love to see another comic series get translated to an ongoing series like that and then just taking the comic and making it come to life. Not a motion comic, but a full-on, you know, book with with all of it without holding nothing back. I'd love to see that happen again. In this day and age, that's going to be a little hard to do, buddy. This is the pussified America that we live in. Back then, it was the 90s. You could get away with a lot more shit. Today's, today's audience, I don't know how well that's going to do. I know, but I, I can dream, man. It could be an image series. You know, I'd be fine with HBO taking uh one of my favorites. Do East of West. Do East mm. of West in the style you did Spawn. I would oh my I would line up day one. I'll watch that um, shit as it airs. I won't even DVR it. Amazon already picked that up, buddy. They're doing a live action East of West. Yeah, but that'll be canceled in a month. When that's canceled and they HBO can do it right. <laughs> HBO could have done wonders for a lot of people. Especially the show that I want to talk about now. And that's Ash versus the Evil Dead. Good to be back. How does it feel? Groovy. Oh, talk about one of the times in life where fucking Netflix should have come in and saved the day like they've, they've done with some other crap shows. Yeah. This show was pure fun. 
they're thirty minute episodes. I bought all three seasons on Blu-ray, and I went through them all in whatever less than an hour. They're quick. I mean, I went through the entire season of every show the day I bought the the set. Mm -hmm. And you're having so much fun and such a good time. And everybody we know that watched the show loved the show. Everyone that's seen it loved the show. I'm fairly sure you could have never seen any of the Evil Dead movies and watched this, and you're going to love it. There's so much fun and so much of a good time. I, I don't understand why Stars, which has nothing really, canceled it. Like, you have a show on a network that doesn't get the, the you know, the attention of, like, an HBO or a Showtime. You've got a show that everybody's talking about, that everybody wants, and somehow they just didn't do it. Kills me. Evil Dead is probably my favorite horror franchise, period. Okay? It blends horror and comedy. Well, the second the second one in Army of Darkness. Uh, blends horror and comedy perfectly. The first one, straight up horror movie. I've covered that in depth in my spotlight episode. If you ever want to go back and listen to that, um, even the remake, uh, was, uh, we did in, uh, Reanimator. We talked about it there. So if you want to go back and listen to episode four, by all means, go back and listen to that after you listen to this episode. Um, but I haven't covered Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, I thought about doing a spotlight on it, honestly, but, um, we could just talk about it here and now. Um, it's probably one of the better shows in the last 20 years. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a huge Evil Dead fanboy. I'm saying it because the writing was on par, the fun, the humor, the special effects. Oh, God, the practical effects. Everybody knows I have a straight-up hard-on for special uh, practical effects. And it had not over-the-top gore. It had a perfect amount of gore. Um, just the, uh, Just everything about it just worked. Dude, it I, really is. It, I would it, I would have to really search my soul to find one bad thing that I didn't like about it. And I now, can tell you one thing. What? One bad thing. It got canceled. Yeah, there, That's yeah. the only bad thing. And it leaves you in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Like the ending works. And if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. And I, I dig it. It's a cool place to leave it. But at the same time. It's not an ending. It's a cool place to leave. You want more. Like, right where it leaves you, it's got that, like, you know, continuing adventures thing. And you can deal with it ending there. But it's so enticing right now where it's at that I hope that at the very least somebody makes a comic or something. I, It's, come on. <laughs> don't, don't leave me hanging here. Mm-hmm. You're having such a blast. Such a good time. There's so, so much. You know, and I really enjoy the Evil Dead films, not as much as Ray, and I still think it's the, one of the best shows to come out in the last 20, 30 years. I, I knew it's so as, good. I knew as soon as episode one, as soon as I watched that, I said, this is going to be a hit. And I was right. Three years. It lasted three years of glory. And then for no reason. Did they even, ever even give a reason why? Uh, I be- from what I read, believe it or not, I heard that ratings were down. Get the fuck out of here. Which is, you know why ratings are down? Because other than Ash vs. the Evil Dead, nobody watched goddamn stars. And I think stupid-ass Netflix should have picked it up because it's an easy-to-show to do, relatively inexpensive, and it would have been a hit. It would have been one of the best shows they have because, let's face it, we've seen Netflix shows, 80% of it is duds. 
Like this would have been the win that would have really brought them in. Yeah. And it, it's you know, you know so who's, um, sad. You know, who, you know who's really coming up with original programming now though is uh, Hulu. Who it would have been a perfect show for Hulu. You yeah. know, I, I I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to pick this up. It's it's a well known worldwide horror franchise. Or even Amazon, who even sponsors through their different things, uh, both Shutter and Full Moon, which I know a lot of horror fans that are, are streaming through them. So obviously Amazon's got the horror market. Like even Amazon Prime could have did as first Evil Dead. The effects for Evil Dead, as you well know, they're not expensive to do. No, they're all practical. So, you know, they're they're fairly. I don't want to say easy. But they're fairly cheap as as a term of effects go. So this show can be done on a relatively small budget, and your fan base is already there. There's maybe five percent CG. And it's I mean it's such a damn shame that nobody picked this up. You have easy popularity because both Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix these are all really popular networks. It only had low ratings if that's the real reason because nobody I know watches Stars. Even I didn't. I bought the show on Blu-ray. Nobody watches stars. It's just, it's a damn shame. I wonder if that had anything to do with uh, Sam Romney's personality because he's kind of a, you know, walks to the beat of his own drum kind of guy. Maybe the, you know, the corporate didn't like him all that much and they just had enough of his shit and then just said, all right, that's it. We're done here. I I, I highly doubt that it's because of ratings because everybody, Uh, everybody that in the horror community was watching this show, praising this show, loving this show. I'm telling you, even the casual person, like I could bring a child over here. Well, I wouldn't bring a child in. Let me let me find a better example. I could bring a friend over, okay, that has never seen Evil Dead. Sit him down, watch this show, and I bet you he would enjoy it. Or she. No doubt uh, about it. I believe it. Like I absolutely, I loved it, man. It, it really was one of the ones, uh, almost as much as Almost Human, just really cut me. Like, come on. This is something I really, really wanted more of, and it's such a shame because it isn't like a CW show where you're sitting through mostly crap and you get just enough good to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. This was all fun every the entire episode. I can't. It's the perfect proof. Watch season one. You will be surprised how fast you're done the whole season. It goes by so fast. Screw that you noise. Don't even feel watch, like there's filler. Watch the first ten minutes of the first episode, and I bet you're a fan. Period. Mm-hmm. You, unless you don't, unless you don't like horror, then I, maybe, but even that I'm not so sure. Come on. Treat yourself. Yeah, I think it was the proper sequel to Evil Dead 2. I I love Army of Darkness, but I think that Ash vs. Evil Dead is the proper sequel to Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was, it was kind of like the dream project, because Evil Dead 2 was so good. And what's better than a, you know, like a five-hour sequel that's all good, and then another five hours, or whatever it is? You know, it's is I can't say enough good about it. I really can't. Yeah, I'd really have to try and search my soul, like I said, but I can't think of anything negative. Besides that, it got canceled. Don't say that again. Yeah, no. I other than that, I I can't. There there was nothing about it I didn't like. All right, okay. It's not even a minor thing. It's it's barely a blip on the radar. Um, I wanted them to at least acknowledge Army of Darkness. They started to remember there was a rights issue, which yeah. is why they didn't. 
Yeah, I know. They, 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 they beat around the bush. They hinted. They tiptoed around. But I really wish they would have acknowledged it. Which is a damn shame. They got canceled because I was just reading shit about it. They cleared up the right issue. They got permission to use Army of Darkness stuff in the series. And then it got canceled, so they never got to go anywhere with it. Yeah, the, one of the problems with this show getting off the ground was the Evil Dead uh, issue. They couldn't, they didn't have the rights to the first Evil Dead. It was the same problem when they filmed Evil Dead 2, which is why they had to reshoot. Um, and at the beginning of Evil Dead 2, they did the animation. Um, sorry, Army of Darkness. They had to reshoot all the shit from the first and second one because they didn't own the fucking rights. Sam Rami had lost the rights. So, I guess that was the same problem. He was still fighting them in court up until 20, 2012? Yeah, 2012, I think it was. It's just, I don't know, fucking rights ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck the fans. Okay, so, speaking of fuck the fans, okay, Dark Angel. That was another great show. Very... Very of its time. I mean, you definitely know it was like late. It was like ninety nine, and I believe two thousand, two thousand one ish, that time period. And it was another really good show. Basically, you had superhuman soldiers, kind of like the Hitman. They even stole for the movie. They even took some of the footage from Dark Angel. They made these super soldiers. The the, the star of the show was Jessica Alba. This is where she broke out, got known. And I believe James Cameron produced it or directed the first episode. He had something to do with it, and she was a courier. I don't she think was, I don't I, I don't think that he directed any of the episodes. I think he I think he just had his name put on it, and he was a producer, executive producer. I thought he might have did the pilot, but you might be right. I I don't I don't know. Obviously, I don't remember. But uh, it was such a, a cool show. Like the first season was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically escapes from the people who created her. You know, she's out there having different adventures in this post-apocalyptic world. And it was a lot of really cool shit. And then season two happens. And season two was right after 9-11. So the, the tone, a lot of the fun went down. Um, but there was still a really interesting story to be told. And you go more into the, the other humans like her that were upgraded and made to be weapons and killers. And then there was another group that was fused with animals and stuff. And they go into all these different factions, and you even had a really badass final fight with uh, Lita. She showed up from WWE, and they set up this big war between the factions. They're they're heading in. They're, they're both sides are gearing up. They're gonna throw down, and that's where the show ends. There's no comic. There's no movie. There's no nothing. You never get any more. They lead up to this big fucking fight. Nothing. It's oh fucking it's bollocks. Terrible. It's exactly what it is. I, yeah, and it's been too long now. I know it'll never happen, but it's a damn shit. I would take a CG movie. I'd take a a four part limited comic, something. <laughs> you set up this fight, you know. Take any fight in the history of people. You do all the promoting. You do all the getting things ready. You do all the build up, and then cancel. Never happens. It's just heartbreaking. It was a fun show. It even has, if you like Supernatural, Dean's in it. He's very young. Very, very young. He's like 18, I think. At least so, he looked at so it might have been around that time that he filmed that movie. Was it uh, Devoured or something like that? Where he, um, he was maybe, really young looking. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like 2001. It, it's definitely out there. 
But if you like fun sci-fi and you like looking at Jessica Alba, probably at her hottest, just saying, Mm. go ahead and treat yourself. Treat yourself on that one. Uh, I personally didn't watch Dark Angel. I had heard of it. Uh, Never got really invested into the time to put into watching it. So, Believe uh, it or not, I missed it when it first aired. And if it wasn't for a, a store called Mega Media... I lucked into it. They were like 10 bucks. I saw Jessica Alba. I saw the name James Cameron. And I was like, oh, hey, sci-fi stuff. I'll give it a whirl. And it turned out to be awesome. Hmm. I, I I called it on a whim. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, like you're telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I really want to watch it now. It, it was so good. It just, it just, it leaves you hanging. That's the worst part. Like you got cool fights. You got sci-fi stuff. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of like the cyberpunk stuff and you got some of that kind of stuff and nothing. You do realize, you do realize that every show on this list pretty much left you hanging. Minus, uh, Batman 66. (sighs) All the shows on this list that we've talked about have left your ass hanging. I have a lot of resentment for being left hanging. That's this whole episode is from people who left me standing, man. You bastards. All right, well, there's even more that left you hanging. Do you want to talk about the Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles? That's, oh. that's another show that had your that had your ass glued to that seat and your eyeballs yeah. taped open, and you were watching, oh. and you were loving it, and then it cut the legs out from underneath of you. Yet another cool show that starred Summer, I'm going to ruin her last name, Glue or Glau, I don't know how to pronounce it, but she was a, a, the Terminator, uh, Lena Hadley from 300. Uh, she was Sarah Connor. Yeah, there's all this cool shit for the show. It was set up really fun. Terminators popping up everywhere. All this fun, dynamic, cool Terminator stuff. And, you know, season one, pretty straightforward. You know, chasing her. They hop to the future. They time jump a little bit. So now, you know, they're getting used to the new time, which is our current time. Mm-hmm. And in season two, it was all about watching Skynet on their side. We had all these machines set up to like gather resources for Judgment Day, putting things in place, moving the pieces, and you're really getting hooked, and you want to know where it's going, you want to see this war, it's Terminator stuff, which is always awesome, and denied, canceled. You never find out. You, uh, I mean, luckily you got the movies, sort of. Is that did uh but, did Linda Hamilton uh did she make an appearance in the show? Uh, if she did, I don't remember. I don't think she ever did. I thought I remember hearing she did, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I didn't really watch the show. I caught an episode here and an episode there, and I liked what I saw. Just never had Season time. one is really good, and you can actually get away with just watching season one, but season two, again, you know, it leaves you hanging. Damn. Now, where does that fit in to the, uh, uh, to the Terminator timeline? How does that, where does that fit in? They basically you would watch uh I think it's after Terminator One mm-hmm. and they kind of time hop hop through Terminator Two so she doesn't die. Uh-huh. Or of cancer or whatever. Uh so basically it's just one and then this one. I can't remember if you if two happens and then this, but I don't think so. Do you get the do you get to meet the Mexicans that she was training with south of the border? Uh you actually run in you know what? That just okay. It's after Terminator 2. Thank you. That's just, you meet the wife of Miles Dyson from okay. Terminator 2. Okay. Uh, and if somebody 
somehow doesn't know that's the black guy that blew himself up in the building. He, um, he, he, he. <laughs> exactly. And then he also created Cyborg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he he rectified its balance. He made the bad machines and the good one. Um, but uh, you run into her wife, and you get to see some of the like angst of that because she understood what had to be done, but at the same time she blames her for, for you know, getting her husband killed. And nothing. You never. It doesn't matter because it goes nowhere. There's cool effects. It's still fun to watch. If you enjoy Terminator, you'll really like this. It is definitely better than the fourth Terminator movie and the fifth one, and more than likely the sixth one. Most but uh, Genesis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Genesis. 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 <laughs> now, mind you, I did like Terminator Three because at least, though it is not nearly as good as one and two, there was fun to be had. Mm. In four and five, there's there's just sadness. Arnold just Schwarzenegger sad. carrying a coffin with a big machine gun. Terminator Three. The end. That's all you need. Well, that and it was fun to see Kristana Loken from Mortal Kombat Conquest as the evil Terminator. It was nice yes. seeing Kristana Loken pop up, you know, when she first lands in our time and she's butt ass booty naked and she walks out and that ass is just all over the place. It's yeah, a lo- it's a lovely scene. It is very nice. Mm. Also, bonus fact, if that isn't enough for you, L Word season four. Anyway, moving on. Oh, you fucking pervert. Oh, okay. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the Dresden Files. I don't think that anybody really talks about the Dresden Files as much as they should. It was, it was. This was one of the shows that unfortunately was hit with the writer strike, mm. and where it crippled heroes, it flat out killed Dresden Files. Yeah. Um. Basically, the the premise of Dresden Files was like a much, much, much lighter Constantine mixed with like a psych thing because he was, he dealt with the supernatural, but it was much lighter and it was much, it was like the fun Constantine. You know what I mean? Cause it, I, it I always, I always kind of looked at it as like X-Files light. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would also be a very accurate description. Yeah. But it had a very, it had a very cool premise to it. And the universe that they built around it, as small as it was, was actually really intriguing. I, I really dug what they did there. Um, but, I like the fun. You know, he was basically like a like a, you know, he, he dealt with supernatural kind of shit. I think he could do uh, some degree of magic, mm-hmm. and no, you right. know, and it was like like magical X Files kind of thing, and it was really fun. Like you were just getting into the character, and like I, I think it could have took off. I, I definitely think it was stupid for somebody not to put that back together because you're after season one, you're like, all right, you know, you're ready for more, and. Thanks to the damn writer strike, that's that's it. There's never well, again. Well, fortunately for fans of the Dresden Files, it's based off of a book series. So if you want more Dresden Files, you can go read the books. But if not, then you're just season you're you're fireflying that shit. You're you're, yeah. season, you're season one of greatness, and then that's it. Ah, uh, that is a, it's another one that another victim of the strike. Eh, happens to all the greats, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So, what about uh, what about Marco Polo? You know, I didn't, um, I didn't really get into Marco Polo. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about Marco Polo. Marco Polo was another show, kind of like Netflix's answer to Rome, but this was with Genghis Khan, obviously. Mm. And you got to see some of the historical bits of what what he did. So the conquest and the the you know the political 
I, I hate to use the term, but I can't think of a better name these days. Like, you know, the Game of Thrones type stuff, the the politics, the fighting, the betrayals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did some really cool shit and even had a cool character called A Thousand Eyes. Netflix even made a spinoff movie with Thousand Eyes, who's like a kung fu expert guy that worked with Genghis Khan and helped train Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. And it was just... Yeah, it was just another one of those shows that it had all that stuff you like. The the fighting and the, the comedy and like a little bit of the fun stuff from like um like Deadwood. Mm-hmm. You had a little bit of that fun in there too with the with the different uh like horror stuff and the way uh games. Oh, they have they have brothels? They did. Oh they did. There I love a, brothels. There is a scene where Genghis Khan, who was played by the guy that would play um, Wong in Doctor no, Strange. No, It is. No, I'm sorry. When you say Genghis Khan, you know what immediately comes to my head? <sighs> John Wayne. John goddamn motherfucking Wayne. You are right. White-ass Genghis Khan, pilgrim. <sighs> if only. Um, I wish I was joking. That's a real thing. Go look it up. I Timogen. Chief of all Mongols, make known to all men present and afar off. Those who oppose me shall be destroyed. Those who submit shall be spared. And those who freely unite with me shall profit richly. In wartime Mongolia, love may be the greatest conquest of all. John Wayne and Susan Hayward, the conqueror. Yeah, what was the name of the movie? Genghis uh, Khan, I thought... Or, no. or was it Kang the Conqueror? I I don't remember what the hell it was called. It, yeah. it, it had John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Go yes. to IMDb. It, it exists. Uh, don't rape that woman there, Pilgrim. Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, tell me more about Marco Polo. But um, but anyway, so, so the guy that played uh, Wong in, in Doctor Strange plays Marco Polo. And there's a particularly amazing scene where he's given a, like a monologue. He's talking to somebody yeah, and it's a dead serious thing, almost like Swergen and Deadwood. And he's just talking and he ends the thing was like, all right, good, good. Suck my cock. Ah, if that doesn't, if that doesn't make you laugh, you know, you're, you're already dead inside. (laughs) But considering that Everybody ever has a Netflix account or is on somebody's Netflix account or knows somebody who can be on the Netflix account. Yeah. Watch this show. It sadly gets canceled. There's only, I want to say two seasons. Pretty sure it's two, but it is so good. You're, you're going to be hooked and you're going to be pissed that, that it's over. It does end on a decent enough note that most of the what's going on is kind of okay. But you just know there was more to tell, and you're not getting any more. Thank you, Netflix. You bastards. Sucked my cock. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Let, let's keep the cock sucking rolling and roll on to Rome. If you don't remember that show, it was, uh, man, it came out in like, what, 2005 ish? Five or six? Yeah. Early 2000s. And it had that. I'd say mid. Wouldn't say early. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Go on. Go <laughs> uh, on. Time it, is it irrelevant. That, it had that um, almost like if, if you've seen the more modern Spartacus, it was like that, but the effects were more practical, or at least they looked that way. They weren't nearly CG, and it had some of the coolest damn fight scenes 
you've ever seen on TV. Mind you, they were HBO, so they can do that. But it was awesome. Uh, you yeah. got uh, Ray Stevenson before he was big. He was Titus Pullo, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember the other guy, but he's he's big now too. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I can't remember his name, but they were basically soldiers. Uh, you know, going through Roman history, doing really, really, really cool stuff. The yep. season one is one of the finest season ones you will ever see. Mm-hmm. And then HBO, being the morons that they are, sometimes decided that season two was going to end it. So instead of just making this okay season, they decided to take four or five seasons worth of stuff and ram it into one season. So whereas one season one took its time and expertly told this really good story, season two is just trying to tell, I don't know, most of the Roman history and all of like 12 episodes. And it's really rushed and you're, you're just really, you could tell. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, you know, you would have to wait until Game of Thrones for HBO to redeem themselves for canceling Rome because Rome is that freaking cool. Is Rome yeah. is Rome the show where you took the line, the coins on the table? Yes. Oh, okay. that, that was uh, Mark Anthony, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Mark Anthony. And coin then, is on the table. Yeah, coin is on the table. Um, So Mark Anthony is pretty much the main antagonist in this show. Like he's the biggest asshole in the show. Um, or the greatest asshole. He's a lot of fun. He is. He is a lot of fun, but I don't think I've ever, ever been more satisfied with a, with a big bad getting it the way he got it. You know, it, it all ends with them just stabbing the fuck out of him. So yeah, he, he did get stabbed. I think that's what game of Thrones ripped off. George R. R. Martin should uh, probably stop watching Rome and stealing ideas. Uh, every time I see that scene now in my head, I'm just thinking for the watch. Oh, I'm telling you. It, the sad thing is, like, just Rome, HBO could have had the success they're having now twice if they would have let that show run. Because everybody I know who watched it, especially season one, you were really digging it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was so done. You, you know, the, the, the all the facts. Everything looked great. Yeah, like it was just oh, such a good show. Yeah, no big battles though. Uh, no, they because it was a budget thing. So you, they would kind of like if there was a big battle that would go on, it would yep. kind of be like the before and after, and you would only hear about the battle. Yeah, but it worked because what they did give you is when they they would have smaller fights, and they were always really good. Yeah, so it was kind of sucky that you didn't see these fights. But you kind of understood that, you know, HBO didn't put that much money into the shit. Like, that was pre-Game of Thrones when, you know, they didn't want to spend a couple mil on episode. so. Yeah, they didn't really do original programming like that back then. Like, they had Rome and they had Carnival and uh, the biggest one would have been uh, Deadwood. But other, Which, than, other than those, they really didn't do original programming too often. Now, it's and, like, fuck it, you know, what do we got? Funny enough, and all those shows were cut down in their prime. They were all fantastic shows, canceled too early. But Deadwood, Deadwood is one that got a reprieve. According to what I've read, there is a movie being made. So we are getting at least one of our shows. We will get a conclusion. Well, thank God, even though they're all going to be like 20 years older now. Well, yeah. 
Although Ian McShane looks about the same. He's yeah, kind he's, of like yeah. frozen time. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them Leslie Nielsen types where he's been like 80 forever. Uh, well, I can't really say Timothy Oliphant. I, I haven't really seen him in anything for a minute. Uh, Hitman? Well, yeah, he did Hitman and then he did Justified. But, I mean, like recently, I, I don't know. Well, hopefully they get him back because I'd like to see all the original cast come back. So. If not, hopefully they can at least get his ghost for Scream 5. <laughs> no more Scream. Um, let's move on from the HBO series as, as, as great as Deadwood was. Love Deadwood. Plugging Deadwood. Um, let's go oh. back, let's go back to the early, early 90s. Well, when did this show come out? The original Flash. I want to say 91? 92? I, it was, I think it was 1990, honestly. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, luckily the actor has found work in the new Flash show, so Thankfully, they're showing him love. Yeah, he put the costume back on for uh, Elseworlds. Which is awesome. True. Um, but uh, this show was kind of like, uh, even though it was you know much later, obviously, but it, um, it was like the campy equivalent of Batman, but with the Flash. Like, it was real silly and real campy, but it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, and, remember, I remember watching the show with my grandmother. My grandmother loved it a lot. Uh, the Trickster episodes, if you liked Mark Hamill, yeah. who, he, he reprised the role, obviously, in the CW one. He did it first in this one. And both of those episodes, the set is so cheap, and you should watch it for at least those two episodes. Like, it's just a lot of fun. It's not the most impressive thing you've ever seen, but the guy that plays The Flash is a good actor for what it is. I, I liked him just fine, and Mark Hamill was I really just, good as the Trickster. Here's what I don't like about him, okay? His smile. It's, it's it's just weird to me. Well, I mean, it's not for everybody. It's 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 too big. It's too big for his face. Well, he is the golden age. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, well, I mean, that was just a simple show that I I would have liked to see it a bit more, and I, I figured it was worth mentioning. Yeah, especially with Flash being kind of big these days. One season too, right? Yeah, it's only it's only one season, but it was real campy and real fun and. I don't know. I would have liked to see more. I, I like the darker stuff, but you know, anybody that's watched enough CW, sometimes you just want to see some fun without paying the Piper for four episodes of crap. Uh, the Piper, the Pied Piper. That what yes. you, that what, that what you're hitting at? I'm doing it. It happened. <sighs> yeah, that's good. Yes, <laughs> yes, the Pied Piper was in the original Flash. There you go. Uh, I thought that's what you were hinting at. Yeah, well, nobody knew. I, I don't know anybody other than you that watched the show. Oh, <laughs> I love the show. It's um, fun. Like, that's, I mean, it's, it's, there's not really a whole lot to say. It was mostly your villain of the month kind of thing. Yeah. It's obviously dated for its time. It's going to have that 90s, early 90s vibe. I, I, but, I absolutely love the, the like, fast-forwarding flat because when he's, like, doing the super speeds, he's just, like, in fast-forward. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's really so, obvious. There's no like electric. You know how Flash is now. He's got the electric going around him, and you know and all that. No, not this. This is just like uh, how do I put it? Maybe like a Benny Hill. He's just yeah, yeah. He just. I think there might be a slight blur at best. But uh, uh, I don't remember a blur. I don't. I, it's been a minute since I've watched the set. But, you know, if you like Flash and you like that, that campy, silly stuff. I do. And you're tired of being depressed all the time watching CW. I am. treat yourself to a little 
do a little lighter, Flash. The lighter side of things. I will. You should. <laughs> at least the uh, at least the uh, the trickster episodes. YouTube. I, I bet you they're on there. They are on there. Oh, there you go. So we're setting up people's night. They're going to listen to this, and they're just taking down notes of things they could be checking out. You would be severely surprised at what you can find on YouTube. Not even, not, I'm not even kidding. Like, you want to watch the old Captain America movie from the 90s? It's on there. Fantastic Four that was never released, the Corman one? It's on there. You know, you want to watch Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and Kid That Hung Himself? I uh, can't remember his name. Uh, it's on there. You want to watch Drop Dead Fred? It's on there. Like, there are so many movies, like, forgotten movies that are on YouTube. It's fucking crazy. Not to mention a hell of a lot of kung fu movies that are that have never been released here. I've, mm-hmm. I've done my YouTubing. But that's the one thing I do like about YouTube. I mean, they got crappy practices now, and they can be kind of bastard. But it is a place where some of these lost things sort of live. Yeah, I'm, you have I'm to glad they do. Bucks of Blu-ray. Well, yeah, I mean, it's also, like, if I have trouble uh, finding a movie, right, I will go to YouTube, and I will extensively search. Like, um, Christmas Evil was having a hard time finding it. So I go to YouTube, and I'm like, fuck it, it's probably on there. Christmas Evil from 1980. You remember that movie? Uh, we're gonna, we are going to talk about it on the next episode, because we're going to be doing our Christmas special, and that's when we're going to talk about it, because it's going to be on there. Um. I'm now starting to think I should go watch it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube. So there you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, some of those flash episodes, most of them, I think all of them actually are on YouTube. So go and watch those. Enjoy yourself. And, um, you know what else is on YouTube? Most likely birds, of, birds of prey. Do you remember, um, Bird, you remember birds of prey? I do remember Birds of Prey. That was another fun one. Uh, a lot of a lot of DC now. <laughs> um, but Un- basically, Underworld DC because every, everybody yeah. everybody wore like tight black leather. Like you couldn't tell that it was Oracle or Batgirl or <laughs> it just or Huntress. It just looked like Underworld character esque tight black leather. Yeah, I was somehow okay with this. I'm not saying it was bad to look at. I'm just saying yeah. you couldn't distinguish characters. That's that's just all I'm saying. Wasn't it? I think it was Ashley Scott who eventually would go on to fall off of the map. Um, but she was big for a minute. She played Huntress, the daughter of uh, Catwoman, Batman, and this show even did a um, like a a small piece. Of Killing Joke, the very first episode, you see Joker, who was dubbed by Mark Hamill. He didn't play the Joker, but he dubbed him. He shot uh, Batgirl, and she was in it. You get to see her maybe, what, twice, I think, three times in costume. As Batgirl? Yeah, she was actually back because she, she had this, um, her wheelchair was modified so she could walk. But it, was, it couldn't be permanent because... Why, did, why didn't Professor X have that technology? That motherfucker just had a floating chair. Budget cuts? Mm. And, um, so you had that, uh, Harley Quinn was in it as a bad guy, but it really was just a name drop because none of her personality was Harley Quinn. So they, so they pulled an arrow on that one. Hey, Harley Harley Quinn's in this episode. She's in a cell and, and she has her back turned to you, but that's Harley Quinn. 
Yeah, uh, it was still better. It was still closer to the character than than the one in Birds of Prey. Because though I really do like the show, which even it was mostly like a villain of the month, mm-hmm. the main villain, who you find out is uh, Harley Quinn, but I think she's under Doctor Harley and Quinzel, mm-hmm. um, and she's just like this like behind the scenes plotting, calculating villain, and he just kind of like kind of like Hugo Strange. She was more like that, so you're almost like, I mean, yeah, she's called Harley Quinn, but she's not really Harley Quinn. Right. She's not that. She's not the Mr. J. I can't do a Harley Quinn. No. No. And now everybody knows it. (laughs) I just just embarrassed myself to the whole world. Kind of like when you said 85 miles an hour instead of 88. Fuck. Yeah. Kings of geek, kings of geek culture, my ass. Well, I mean, I wasn't wrong, hmm. but you're you got top billing, buddy. You're the host. You can't you can't mess up. This is uh, why we don't record after midnight, bitch. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, as far as Birds of Prey, if you like you like your Gotham and you like your or what was it? I can't remember when that came out. It was like early two thousand, two thousand two or three, somewhere in there. Yeah, I was in high school, I think. I think when that came out. So, yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, I mean, if you like that and you like your badass chicks and you like your villain of the week kind of thing. And tight black leather. And tight black leather. Then you were in for a treat. And they even did the, which is now the adopted CW policy where Batman's missing. We don't know where he is. You don't know if you'll ever see them because the world is deathly afraid to show Batman on TV for some reason. Except for Gotham where he's like junior Batman. But um, so you never find out if they would have ever revealed it because they set things up like they were eventually going to go there, but they never do. So they probably never got approved for a second season. So why would they attempt to go there? Because they love to get my interest in a show and then drop it. I think, I think at that time it was just experimentation. Because uh, I mean, this is before the superhero craze that is today. Well, I think even back, was, I think you might have had. Uh, it was right before Smallville, because soon Smallville would hit, and that would be the first like big superhero show in a while. I think X Men might have came before that. I'm not live action. Huh? Live action though? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking live action X Men. Came out in what ninety nine? You don't mean Mutant X, do you? No, because that got three seasons. Not talking about TV. I'm talking about the movie X Men the movie. Oh no, no, I was talking TV. Uh, X Men the movie was two thousand. Was it? So it yeah. came out after that, and that was hot. So they're probably like, "Hey, let's get some characters on TV. What's popular right now?" Mm. Yeah, what was popular? But cheap to do. Uh, we, we could do Huntress. That way, only once in a while, we got to do this little thing with her eyes. But other than that, she's just a chick in hot black leather. Oh, well, simple enough. Well, if you think about it, it was probably the prototype for the CW the way it is now, if you think about it. You know, I think it might have been. Yeah, and it was Warner Brothers, probably, because it's DC, which is still owned by them. So it probably was CW. This was like pre-CW, CW. Well, I mean, DC's been partnered with Warner Brothers since the 80s. So, I mean, yeah, it probably was them. They're still partnered to them to this day. 
I think that, well, I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers owns them now, right? Don't, don't they uh, own DC? I'm pretty sure it's just a parent company. I don't think they own DC. I think they just partner with them. Huh. I thought they owned them. Not to my knowledge, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, Superman the movie was 40 years old, and that was WB. Hmm. So, I don't know. I guess they've either they've owned them or they always got it working, but it doesn't really matter for this particular episode. That's another episode all in itself. Right. Um, what about Star Trek Enterprise? Do you, do you have any good memories of Star Trek Enterprise? Because I'm coming up blank. I think the most I remember is The Rock. That was uh, Voyager. Shit, and I got no memories of Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had to rework that whole King of Geekdom title. Enterprise was the one that starred Scott Bakula from uh, Quantum Leap. And it was another one of those shows that nobody nobody really gave it its praise. And I recently watched it uh, maybe maybe three years ago. So I still kind of remember it really well. And it was one of those shows that it has some a really cool Vulcan. Uh, she's another, another half-human, half-falcon. I don't remember, but a cool Vulcan. I don't know, dog. I'm, I'm a Romulan guy for life. Oh, somebody's got to be. But uh, if you liked cool uh, sci-fi... Another cool sci-fi show that gets canceled because apparently every show in sci-fi that's really good gets canceled. And this is another one that starts off with a really fun, really light season one. Unfortunately, the terrorist attack thing happens, so the later seasons get darker. And they set up this giant war where we're going to war with this race that has a basically a race for each climate there's an earth a sea a land there's like a different it's an alien species but they break off into to sections mm-hmm. and it's a really cool war brewing and obviously by this point you've gone like the characters a lot and it's got that typical star trek you know you go on different adventures and explore the galaxy all that kind of stuff all the stuff you really wanted from star trek was here with a really good cast and all these really good things going for it and after i think it was three seasons possibly four as usual, canceled, no more. Hmm. Wow. And now you have the really good-looking PC show, Star Trek Discovery, which, from what I've seen, is okay. There's some cool stuff in it. It's really pretty to look at. It's a really pretty show. But one, nobody, bought CB- nobody has CBS access, so it doesn't matter. And it's just, eh, it's okay. Damn terrorists. Killing fun. I don't know. I think it was just Trek overload, man. I mean, you had so many Star Trek series for the last, like, 50 years, maybe more. Yeah, but they're all good. Yeah. Deep Space Nine? Yeah, I I swear, I I never thought I'd ever say this, but if you watch Deep Space Nine and you get through season one, which I struggle to do, but it gets better. And the show's written really well, and there's different things happen. Worf comes on board. You find out a lot more about the lore and the politics and the universe of Star Trek, mm-hmm. which, just so people know, I'm not a Trekkie. I, li- I like all sci-fi, so, you know, I, I don't, don't, I don't judge think, me too hard. I don't think the term Trekkie even applies anymore. We've finally gotten past that? I, I think we have, dude, because nobody really takes offense to it anymore. I hope so. Cause, I, I think mean, the war's over. I I hope I hope it is. There's too much good sci-fi out there to still be drawing lines. Like let that shit go. Yeah. I mean, I mean I was a wars horror forever. I was a Lucas Hound forever. 
And pff, one day it's just like, hey, we're going to watch Star Trek? Fuck it. The original, the original Star Trek series. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. And then bam, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Star Trek fan. So I can't even be a war whore anymore. I'm just a sci-fi geek. Yeah, that's where I found myself at. Um, it, that's really good. The next generation obviously is really good, though really dated. It's some of that's hard to watch now. It is not um, hard to watch. Just, go to season just, one. Just Whoopi Gold. What you mean, Riker without a beard? Uh, I absolutely refuse. Everybody should. It. No, that's Beardless like freak. no taking taking the beard off of Riker is like airbrushing the beard off of Jesus. It, it just don't look right. Okay. That's why nobody does it, fool. Unless you watch season one, fool. Nobody watches season one. You can't I did. go back. Yeah, you did. You don't now. Now you just skip to season two. Trust me, it all works out fine. Yeah, you're right. But I do like a hot security chick, though. Blonde chick. What's her name? Uh, oh, she ended up in... She's in Pet Cemetery. funny enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the mom. Tasha Yar. Oh, I do not know her real name. Uh, I'm sure it's nice. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little, little lovely name. Uh... Yeah, I like her in season one. She's a badass, but uh, she doesn't make it. So. No, she does pop well, up. She does pop up again in a later episode, though. Yeah, she comes back as a Romulan. Ah, uh, the Ramis. I love me some Ramis, some ramen noodles, Romulans. Ah, good time. It's all good. Yeah, and Star Trek. It's all good. I'm telling you, you give this shit a chance. And you'll be surprised how much good shit there is in it. It's a lot of good TV. Even Deep Space, which I hated for a long time, and I finally broke down and gave it a fair chance because it was the only series I didn't finish. And honestly, now that I've finally given it the fair shot, all the crap that people want to make now, this this whole diversity, all this things, that shows how you do it right. Star Trek you- did it! Yeah, Star Trek, if you want a show that can do all these complicated issues that the world tries to promote, but making better characters out of it, there's a good example. Everything flows pretty naturally. Like, you don't, the leader of it is, uh, it's, um, they have a black captain. But you never feel like they're only doing it to try to, you know, make it diverse. He's his own characters. He's a genuine, he's a great actor. You know, all of his history, all of it, everything with him is really good, but it doesn't feel forced. And that's my biggest thing for today's audience. Like, watch that. That's how you do it. You notice all these things that are part of him are not the only thing. His life choices or his race, none of that ever – he doesn't have to tell you that. It doesn't matter. You can tell by watching the show, and you'll see that he's a genuine and good character, whereas now – they have to try to make everybody happy, and instead of writing good stories, they pander to people, and unfortunately, it shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, a show can change drastically. Hell, even a movie can change drastically with one simple viral hashtag in this in today's world, and it's quite sad, really. It, yeah, I you know I I love to see the world you know people mixing it up a bunch and having fun, and I I'm, I'm even for including everyone. But do it right. You know, write a good story and hope it pleases everybody. Don't try to please everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Tell the story you want to tell, and you're more than likely going to come up with a better story. But when you try to make people happy and you write in this crap to make them happy, 
you, you just end up with trash that nobody wants to watch. It, it just backfires every time. Yeah, even the people that wanted to change don't even watch it anymore. Then you're left with nothing. Yeah. <sighs> Which I, uh, since we're on that subject, let's go to Luke Cage. Oh. You, you wanted me to specifically to put this on here, so I, we're gonna I we're do. gonna mention Luke. Go ahead. I I watched Luke Cage season one, and I told Ray about it. I was like, the first seven episodes, great time. Then it gets a little preachy and kind of eh. And then for the last episode, it picks up. No, so no, no, I, no, no. Let's, let's just fucking call it what it is. Because I really don't give a fuck. It's the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter. It, because that shit was going on and that shit was hot. They pandered to the Black Lives Matter movement. And they incorporated into Luke Cage for fucking viewership. Call it what it is. Don't sugarcoat it. And not, not very well at all. Um, no. It's... It's a, it's a very it's a very serious misrepresentation of the fucking Black Lives Matter movement. It really was. I'm t- even, you know, not even getting into the movement, but just for the show's sake alone, the first seven episodes when they were more concerned about writing a good story, when he's going back and forth with Cottonmouth, mm-hmm. you were hooked. Those yeah. first seven episodes almost made me a Luke Cage fan. I like I, I didn't really, you know, really care one way or the other about the character before, but I was watching that and I'm like, you know, this is really, really good. And then after the seven episodes, it's pandering time. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like the quality and everything took a dip. Hell, I'm pretty sure you never even did. You even finish season one because you happened to walk in on those shit episodes when I, walked, I was watching. Them. Yeah, I walked in when he escaped from that lab and all that bullshit. And then that's when I walked in and I watched those last couple episodes with you. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this nonsense? And then I did eventually go back and, and watch the first couple episodes, and I, I dug what I saw. Like you said, what? the first couple episodes were a lot of fun. It was just a bunch of ass kicking superhero action, but then and the fucking script flips. Characters. It was the what? I said, oh, it was also well written. The, the shit with Cottonmouth, I mean, it was this good crime drama for like the first seven episodes. Like they really put their love into it and you really felt that. And then, like you were just saying, the script gets flipped yeah. and all the fun and love goes out the window for a little bit of pandering. And you'll notice that this great show nosedives into ant territory which is setting me up for where I'm going to go with season two. Mm-hmm. So after this season one, I'm not expecting much for season two. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not. I still haven't watched season two, but spoil away. I give no fucks. But, um, so I watched season one and it was okay. And I watched season two because I just, I watched them all except for Jessica Jones. I bailed and YouTube that one, but I didn't really like season one other than the purple man. Stuff. Jessica Jones. Seriously. But I, I don't want to get off topic into that rant about that terrible show this, this is this is a show this episode is about shows we want more of not less of buddy that was last week yeah oh that terrible terrible show but getting into luke cage season two so season two watches i, I watched season two i got stuck in a situation where i had nothing but netflix so i was like i right, i'm gonna you get were stuck done. in a hotel room call it what it is <laughs> i was and I decided I'm going to watch Luke Cage. I got no nothing else to do, no games, no distractions. I'm just going to watch it. But what I found was, for some reason, 
people must have heard me because I, I think they do now. I've been convinced of this more and more. I am 100% sure that Sony, Marvel, and DC, and a whole bunch of other companies listen to this show. Not even kidding. Go on. They got to. So Luke Cage Season 2 is easily one of the best Season 2s you will ever see. I I made a couple comments on Twitter about this. It is a an amazingly well-written crime drama. You you feel the love of the black community and you feel the love and the pride they put into the show. But are, are they still are they still in Harlem? Yeah, they're still in Harlem. Okay. Um you get they do these performances inside the club from some of the people. Not all of it's my music arguably, but some of it I really like. Mm-hmm. And the performances are done well, and the story they tell is done so well. All the things they did good in season one is better in season two. They introduced Bushmaster, and they gave him a great backstory, and he's played really well. And you get the the Jamaican, um, you get all their vibe to it, and their history, and the politics, and all these things that make a really good crime drama. They're all here, and everything's done so well. Like season two for Luke Cage really blew me away. I, I could not believe how well they did this. They took a season one that it didn't that started off good and ended up meh and they did season two and they knocked it out of the park. And everything that people are clamoring that they want to see, that they want to see represented well, well written characters, strong characters, it's all here. Everything you could want to see. I, I can't promote Luke Cage season two enough. It was so well, and I got uh, I got another friend of mine to watch it. He watched it. He loved it. Everybody who I've gotten to check out the show for season two has really, really loved it. And they they give a okay enough ending where you're fine. But when I found out season two uh, was the end, there's no more. I was actually straight up pissed. Hmm. You know, you deliver one of the best TV experiences I've had in the decade. I mean. I loved it so much. I enjoyed so much of this show, and I really, really wanted to see more. You know, they even team up with Iron Fist, who his show arguably was a little bit more eh. He teams up with Luke Cage. Uh, Easily some of the best fight scenes in the entire Marvel Netflix library was in this episode. There's some damn good choreography, and it just shows you what could be. You know, even a Heroes for Hire you know, I, I'd even held out hope that that's, maybe that's why they canceled season two because they weren't going to do Luke Cage anymore. It was going to be Heroes for Hire or, hell, even a Defenders ongoing series. No. And no, no, the Disney, they did their own thing. They and butchered Defenders. They they canceled Luke Cage. You're not getting any more. They even canceled the phenomenal Daredevil, which is the best show Netflix has ever made. True. And... It's, but, it's, hey, hey, but we still got Punisher and we still got uh, Jessica Jones. They're still oh, active. Yeah, we have Punisher, at least thus far, in name only. He's Frank Castle, which is fine. You know, I don't mind the character, even though I kind of like the Thomas Jane performance better. Um, to each his own. Even Ray Stevenson, honestly. I'm not really big on Walking Dead guy. He's fine, but the <laughs> show from Netflix gives you... Let's just—it's the Frank Castle show. That's not the Punisher. Uh, It's—it was an okay story, but when you you advertise to me that I'm getting a badass Punisher show, I want the Punisher like he was in Daredevil season two for the most part. Yeah, I want the badass Punisher, not this you know PTSD war veteran story. Well, that's kind of who Frank Castle is, but without the PTSD. Yeah, that's who 
the Frank Castle character. I don't want to see him dealing with emotional issues and wah wah. Uh, you know, I want to see, you know, the Garth Ennis Punisher. I want to see this man ripping through crime syndicates and sex slaves and mobs and God oh, willing, the Mother oh, that, Russia storyline. That, that was already a movie that was called Punisher War Zone. Yeah, I want more of that. I want more of the Punisher, not this wah wah ness where I feel like I'm being punished gotcha. for watching Netflix because with Netflix, everything has to be a slow burn. And I dare you to tell me I'm wrong. Pick any show. That's their thing now. Slow burn. Little teases of, of cool shit. Well, you want an it's, answer? Black Mirror. Yeah, they bought Black Mirror. That's cheating. Ah, but it's, hey, it's an answer, and it's true, because it's an anthology, bitch. Lou Poland. Lou yeah. Poland, bitch. Yeah, I gave you a right answer, though. <sighs> well, but, you needed one today. Well, so... Okay. So you're talking about, you know, they're canceling all these Netflix shows and all that. Uh, I see it as kind of a good thing in a way. Like, I was pissed off at first. But now I look at it like, I think it was just oversaturation in the market. Like, uh, there's just one too many goddamn superhero shows on Netflix. Let's cut the fat. You know what I mean? Just cut the fat. They left the fat. They cut the good. You cut all the good ones and just leave me with Luke Cage and Daredevil. You bastards. Daredevil's gone. I didn't even finish yeah. season three. That's how, that's how into it I was. Cause I well, wasn't. You, season three was just kind of, Yeah, you missed out. That bull, the bullseye story alone was worth it for Daredevil. His, they did him really well. And okay. I wasn't expecting much. Okay. I will finish it. I promise. But where I left off, I'm just like, eh, really not feeling it. I'll come back to it at another time. I will um, say this. Daredevil season, season three was their weakest season. Season but, one, the best. But it was still a damn good season. Season one was perfect. Season two was, mm, it was okay. Season two was really good when it came to Daredevil and The Hand and Elektra, who was played by Elodie Young, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, but they he did got his really ass well. kicked the whole entire time. I mean, he got his ass kicked in season one, too. But more in season two, everybody was kicking his ass. Elektra was kicking his ass. The Hand was kicking his ass. Punisher was kicking his ass. He was that, kicking his ass. That's kind of how his, he goes, man. He gets, he, he gets dealt a, a bad hand. And uh, the Punisher should have never beat him. Screw all of you. And hand-to-hand combat, the dare- Daredevil would take Punisher. I don't care. I'm I will fanboy. Telling me super legility trained ninja can't beat special forces guy? Get the fuck out of here. And hand-to-hand. You know, guns, weapons. You know, yeah, straight up hand-to-hand, because that's how they fought. It wasn't like he, he planned it Batman style and he got the jump on him. They straight up come out and fought one-on-one. And the Punisher easily, easily kicked his ass. Come on, get get the fuck out of here now. It's called build up, man. It's it's called cruelty. That was just a tease before they give me a season three with awesome Kingpin, awesome Bullseye, and then cancel everything after setting it up so great, you bastards. But yet, all the shit I don't like just runs forever. I mean, I hate to say it. But Daredevil, I think one more to finish up what they've already set up would have been perfect. Because you know, now they they really they I don't want to ruin the end of three for you, but I would have liked to seen them do that like a full on season four, 
and I think that would have been a good spot. Like, four good seasons I'm fine with. Seems to be a good number, because then it would have made the list from last week where it ran too long. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not everything has to go ten seasons. You end up with your Supernaturals. But I think, like, four or five. You know, because usually you get your season one, which is always a, like a mixed match of good and bad. You're, they're kind of fleshing out the characters, fleshing out what they want to do. And then like four strong seasons, I think that's really the best way to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, I'm a big fan of the short season. Like you give me 12 good episodes. I'll take that over 22 episodes any day because those you end up with a lot more filler and bullshit because they got to stretch it out for those 22. Quality I'd over rather... quantity. Exactly. And for TV, especially right now, like with all the superhero shows, that's the way to go. You do like Flash and Arrow for half the season, 12 episodes, 12 really good episodes of Flash and Arrow. And then they go on hiatus. And then you play Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl for 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And if they did it that way, I think all of us who watch these shows would just appreciate it more. You know, because we all love the superhero shit. But if you watch CW, you get 20 minutes of superhero, 40 minutes of wah wah. You really got to pay the piper in these shows for everything good. So if we started doing the shorter seasons, I think we'd get more great shows and we'd get that, you know, we, we, we wouldn't have to get canceled. Half the time, 12 really good episodes, five seasons. If they could stick with that model, I think we'd all be a lot happier in life. Not not every show that runs 20-some-odd episodes a season is all, like, wah-wah filler. Like, like, Stargate had a lot of fun filler episodes. If they still knew how to do that, we'd be in business. Oh, well, I'm just saying. Like, not every show well, I mean, had, you know. You're not, you're not wrong. But you you see what I'm trying to, the, the point I'm trying to make there, right? Like now, we're just a lot of the TV shows we watch. You see what I mean? Though they're, they're like they're really long. They're the 22 episode ones. How much of it do you feel like could be trimmed? You know what I mean? About 13 episodes. Exactly. If they brought their A game and they brought the fun filler and knew how to do TV better, I'd be fine with 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. But there's so many shows that I've watched that I'm just like a lot of it's just like eh. eh. And then you get your really good ones. So uh, I'm hoping they, you know, we eventually work out the kinks. But till then, we're getting canceled. Well, uh, I mean, you got to also remember that it's it's ad revenue. It's a business, man. It's not all about fan service. It's a business, you know. So when they stretch it out to 24 episodes, that's more commercial time. That's more sponsorships. That's more, you know, all that shit wrapped up in, you know, into one. So yeah, that's, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it. That's it's all. Just, it's, it's just money, man. That's it. Well, there's a reason. It's the root of most if, people. If, if they manage to please five or six fans with these filler episodes, great. But that's all it is. It's just money. People are programmed, and, and I think you know a lot of shows are doing that now. Is that they're slacking off. And the quality is dipping because they just assume, oh, because it's Walking Dead or, oh, it's Flash or, oh, it's Arrow, they're going to tune in to watch it. And for a lot of them, they're not wrong. I mean, especially for some suckers like me and you, some of these shows, we've put so much time into it. We're like, yeah, like Arrow for me. 
we're walking dead for you. Like we know it's not that great, but at a certain point you're like, yeah, well, I've watched six, six years worth or seven years, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, you know, yeah, it's kind of like a, kind of like a bad relationship. Well, I've been here this long. I might as well suck it up till it ends. Yeah. Hey, yeah. say hi to Jen for me. Ah, anyway. funny. <laughs> but I mean, that's literally, it's how we've gotten. And, there's obviously there's good examples. It's good and bad. I'm not speaking for everything individually, but we've just gotten to this weird point where it's like, you know, just they don't try that hard because they know that you're going to come back. Or if they do try really hard, the money runs out and they cancel it. Mainly every show I like. Mm. So if you have a show that you enjoy that I don't watch, you're safe. Do not let me watch a good show. If you hook me into your show, it's getting canceled. I'm warning you now. Yep, that's what happened to Almost Human. It had too many viewers. They didn't know what to do. Oh, almost. Man, that one really, that still bugs me. It's been, what, four or five years now? It still kills me. Uh, tw- Almost Human. 20, 2012, I think it was. Oh, it's even older. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. It, it, came, it came out around the time Avengers was out, I remember. Also, I think the robot's name was Julius. You know what, you might be right. Thank you for remembering that like two hours later. <laughs> Where were you two hours ago, buddy? Processing the fact that it's still not in my life again. I well, still want a season two. Well, this is why I need an Android co-host, so he can just have that fucking fax and database all ready to go. I'm sorry. I'm only human. <laughs> oh, Ish. you're almost human. Almost. I'm like right there. <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap this list up for this week. Uh, yeah, well, the 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 mini rants that we've we've got slightly sidetracked, but I, I think they got their episode worth. I apologize for nothing. So uh, I think that's gonna wrap this episode up, as a matter of fact. And uh, you can catch us on the Twitter machine. You can catch me at, at @apitray. He is at born twenty eighty three. Uh, we're on Instagram. Sure, whatever. Uh, Pretty much anywhere. Google us. Um, Sean, anything you want to plug this week? No, nah, we're, you know, if we're on any, everything, you know, like you said, Google it, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Don't want to promote your Twitch stream, buddy? No, no, no. That's that's for the the hardcore fans. Oh, the that's ones that oh, search me out, the that, worthy enough. Is that going to be for the Patreons? Yeah, that's exactly. They can watch me on Twitch and watch me. Get, try to keep rage under control in Overwatch. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So that's it for this week. Uh, on the next episode, we're going to be doing our yearly Christmas special, but we're going to be including each and every one of you in our yearly traditions. So come back then. And until then, we will catch you down the line. Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Christmas. Sweet Christmas. (laughs) Sweet Christmas.